0: Welcome to the Leadership Insights Podcast, a global space where leaders from entertainment, business, sports, and other arenas stop by to share their experience and perspectives on leadership. Hopefully, some inspiration and learning could take place. I'm your host, Dr. Saul, and I invite you to grab a cup of tea or coffee, sit back and enjoy today's conversation. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today at Leadership Insights with Dr. Saul. In this podcast, we attempt to explore leadership with people who have uh, exhibited leadership in different areas of uh, life, entertainment, business, industry, whatever you might uh, call it. Uh, We've decided that we want to create an avenue where proven leaders can come share some tidbits with us and others, our audience, so that emerging leaders can learn the principles that these successful leaders um, took advantage of or exhibited to get to where they are. Today, um, first of all, um, I'm joined by a good friend and co-host, Tim Malone. Tim is an executive coach who has spent his career um, helping business leaders uh, be effective in their leadership. He's helped leaders and their teams be more successful at accomplishing their goal. Uh, Tim actually is, uh, is traveling today. Everyone's been traveling. Tim is traveling today. Uh, he's just gone from Virginia to uh, North Carolina to go speak to a group of leaders. Welcome,
1: Tim. Thank you again, Dr. Saul, for having me. Pleased to pleased to be with you. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to, to partake in this um, event. So again, thank you.
0: Again, for Leadership Insights, my name is Dr. Saul. Uh, some call me a leadership expert. I call myself a leadership student, um, perhaps because I earned a doctoral degree in organizational leadership. But I have been on a leadership journey, still learning tidbits as to how to help leaders be Better at their leadership. Today, I'm excited uh, to have a special guest. Um, as he doesn't know this, but I've been thinking about this for a while that at some point I'm going to have to get this guy on the chair. And uh, it took quite some uh, doing. And we're honored and delighted today to have Richard Moffat Damijo, known um, by those three letters RMD by his fans. RMD is a successful actor, uh, entrepreneur lawyer, father, all kinds of things you can add to that. And in recent times, actually took some time off of acting to go work with government. We'll address that later. But uh, today we're excited to have him here. Um, Richard has um, excelled in the acting sphere, has won uh, three African Academy Best Leading Actor awards, and recently um got a lifetime achievement award there's so many accolades he's received we're not gonna go through them if not we'll never end the show so today we want to say a huge welcome to rmd thank you very much dr solo thank you it's a privilege to be here thank you and uh, rmd himself has been traveling uh he was just in chicago and hopped on the plane to head to the dc area and through the machinations and hard work of some good people, we're able to get everyone together. So again, welcome RMD. Um, We're excited to explore this with you.
2: Thank you for for having me, thank you.
0: So let's get to it. Um, I've always thought leadership was the idea of influencing people. And I've always defined leadership as taking people from where they currently are to where they need to go or they need to be based on the organization or individual goals. Um, RMD, tell us, what does leadership mean to you?
1: Uh,
2: I think it's it's, it's, it's in its basic um, um, form, which is action, taking action. Um, Let me illustrate this and maybe we'll find a name for it. But I got recently, I got the biggest uh, insight into leadership through the eyes of uh, a young woman. Uh, so I was at the Essence Fest in, in, in New Orleans uh, um, a few months ago and we were in a group and we the youngest person in the group was this young lady, she's probably what, maybe 23 or 24. And every time we had a problem, she stepped up. Uh, we, when I were looking for directions, she would pull up her phone and, and tell us to wait somewhere, let her go explore. And whatever we wanted to eat, she would pull up her phone and volunteer to get food. And, and, and just she just kept providing solutions at every time. I watched her for three, four days doing the same thing over and over and over. And when this was going to happen, it hit me that that is perhaps one of the strongest demonstrations of leadership that I have ever encountered in all my life of working. And I have worked in front of the camera now for almost 40 years. I've seen people step up to the plate when there is a problem and lead from the back or from the middle or from the front, but... I haven't yet seen a young woman lead a pack of old men and women, you know, providing solutions and just making sure that everybody was comfortable. I think for me, that has redefined, you know, uh, uh, leadership for me to be, not just a set of skills, not just strategic thinking or whatever the books will sell, the habits from the seven to the five to the 12 habits, for me, it has become hard. So leadership for me is hard. Just um, being being empathetic, you know, to 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 everybody around you, and just be willing to take action to move people, or to you know, to be able to move, you know, whatever to provide solution or move people to where they desire to be.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Thank you so much. Uh, so in this individual who you uh, talk about, she was able to take initiative and she was able to be result-oriented. She had a group of people she was working with and she basically said, I'm gonna take it upon myself to find solutions for whatever the need was. There was a gap and she filled that gap. So in her own form, as Tony, Rob- Tony Robbins will say, she was a leader because she was getting the results in that time when the group needed some results. Wonderful. I guess my follow-up question for you would be, when did you first realize in your life that you were a leader? And added to that, what did you feel was necessary to do to equip yourself? Because I've always thought that to be an effective leader of others, you must first be a leader of self. When did you first realize you were a leader, and what steps did you take to help your brand of leadership?
2: Well, I, thinking about it now that you ask, I I think I was in a sense born into a position of leadership um, in 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 my family. In the architecture of my family, uh, when you are the first male child of the family, you are the, 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 from from birth. It is drilled into you that you are the leader of the family, that you are born into a position of leadership, and that you must lead. Therefore, you start to be. Uh, your parents begin to hone, you know, the skills that they think you know, uh, will help you in your leadership. Uh, for me, my mother used to always say to me that I needed to be sensitive sensitive and sensible, sensitive to people, people's needs and, and uh, of me or uh, people's feelings or emotions or whatever, and be sensible in dealing with those people and so in, in in all of that you know grooming there, there is empathy in all of that there is hum- you are taught to be humble uh, and that humility doesn't uh, diminish you in any way um you are taught to be a servant leader a leader who must serve his people you know the christ like uh, 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 figure if if you like so you will sacrifice To make sure that everybody else is comfortable before you you do what you have to do. So at every point in my life, I was made to understand that every other young, every other child that is born after me is my responsibility. And I happen to also have two females born ahead of me who were older than me, but my father always made always made sure that you know told me that my responsibility to the two of them was to protect them always with my life. So I found that I had no choice but to always lead when it came to my family, and I, I think by extension, I started to apply that to my play group, to my class, and everything. and And it manifested early because at some point um they used to call me uh, my, my mother used to call me and some of the women around my street used to call me I go to in 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 robo it's, it, it translates directly to king of boys so uh, i i had that name of being called the king of boys uh so i was the head of the pack of my play group and when i got to school it reflected in 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 everything that i did and I just found that every time I'm in a group, I have to I have to step up or something in uh, some quality in me, whatever set of skills that I have comes to the fore. I remember uh, many years ago, my first time uh, in a group trip to America, um, we were, 18 of us were pulled from different countries in the world and we, we came to America for a 28-day tour. Um, and they had some sort of thing to do the beginning of the of 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 the tour where people stood up and spoke for about five minutes introduce yourself talk about your country and everything and usually from that they pick the leader of the group and i didn't know what's what's what i was doing but i stood up like everybody else spoke for five minutes and when it was all over i was made the head of the group so um i i have found over the years again that Everything that I was taught as a child to be humble, to be to be respectful, to be sensitive, to be sensible, uh, and, and to be uh, ready to uh, uh, sacrifice for other people has availed me um, uh, in every time that I'm in a group or that I've been put in a position of leadership. I don't know if this, uh, if this uh, answers your question, but uh, it's... Uh, think about it and this is what comes to me okay thank you thank you tim
1: there was there was a book written everything i learned i learned in kindergarten and your answer rmd just made me think of that and now i'm compelled to not call you rmd i want to call you the king of boys um (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually love that. I appreciate, I appreciate that story. It, you, you've, are, you've mentioned in a really important word in your intro, and then in your answer um, to Saul, um, you talked about empathy, and empathy is a really powerful characteristic. Um, you, you, you can't do much reading today about leadership without considering empathy. I'm curious to know. How, how do you um, be empathetic um, what 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 do you do physically mentally emotionally to be empathetic to demonstrate empathy? Well I
2: listen I, I, I listen when people people need to talk I listen and and I I, I respond in in ways that show, that I am connecting to them. I, I guess also being an actor, um, my life is about connecting with an audience always. Um, and the energy is not a is not a one-way way, way energy. It's, it's a two-way. It's, it's an energy that when you when you when you when you receive it and you give it back, you keep rotating it. So so uh in 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 African theater we call it the call and response you know uh, uh in the european or uh, american theater is not is not a call and response uh, thing but for, for us it's a cyclical energy so somebody you you are in a group and you have an ear for everybody uh, speaking to you and you demonstrate by listening to them and you know joining joining them in their in whatever story you're telling all their whatever problems and finding solutions to whatever problems that they might be going through and 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 that's for me is is how uh i connect to people just being able to let them know that you know i have a, a listening ear uh, for, for for them always and, and i'm willing to hold their hands and journey with them to accomplish whatever goals that they need to accomplish. If, You know my joining hands with them will in any way make them accomplish goals um i i i I find myself uh working with a lot of young people today uh mostly pro bono i will hop on a plane to come to the states to help a young comedian for his first show i will hop on a plane come to 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 to, 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 to america to help a young fashion designer uh, uh do his first runway show um i will listen i would contribute my own funds i will do anything to ensure that some young, young any young person that that is under my wings you know get 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 um, a mention i will lend my my image my my my, uh credit to any young person my equity that i've gathered in the eyes of the public to any young person who you know who 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 needs who needs it and and that for me is how i've managed to be able to you know at every point in time um show empathy and 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 connect with the people that i'm supposed to connect with
1: yeah, so I mean, you just said so many things there. I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, that insightful answer. I'm curious, um, why is that important? And The answer you just gave, you talked about lending your stardom, lending your credibility to younger and upcoming artists as a leader. Why is what would you say to emerging leaders? As to why it's important to make that investment in others, because it's, it's, it's the
2: simplest life injunction that we we've been given to, uh, and and people tend to politicize and, you know some of these basic rules of of, of living, it, loving your neighbor as yourself, or lending a hand, it's just it's this it's a supreme you know uh, injunction to all of us to to you you don't they, they put it this way these days they say you know you you lose nothing by by lifting others you know a candle that lights other candles doesn't lose anything it doesn't do anything to you to 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 give a helping hand to somebody or to be um to let somebody else you know um take the limelight you know and you know for you to recede for somebody else to be able to 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 be uplifted, so for me, it's part of the the training I got. Like I said, as 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 a young as a young person being born into the position of leadership, uh, it's always about making sure that if you are in a place and 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 you can make sure that everybody else is okay by speaking or by by physically doing something by every means, do it. You know, um, I I didn't know anything about chivalry. Um, I didn't know it was cool to be chivalrous when I was growing up because it was basic to me. My mother would say to me, "How dare you sit down when somebody is in need of help, especially if that person is a woman." So I brought up my 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 when my 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 two young kids were growing up. I said, to my son, I said." your responsibility to your sister is to defend her with your life. You must step up in anything because it's the only thing I know. I am an only child, but my mother kept saying to me that you, you cannot be in a place where anybody is in need of help and you can speak or you can, you can physically do something and you don't do it. Then you are not my child. So for me, it didn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me to open a door for a woman or to give up my seat for an old person or a young person. It it just comes natural to me because my mother taught me that's the thing to do. Uh, Making it chivalrous or making it cool was never an issue. So it, it, it is not a question of being cool. It's just a question of being human. Uh, I think I think that at some point, all of us as humans, we we lost we lost our path. We because of social pressures and politics and all of that, we lost the basic rules of living. If you take away all of the politicking and all of that, we are just human beings on the on the face of this earth, you know, and we we, we have our time on stage you know to play or play well and and because we will leave all of us will will depart you know and it's to be able to you know leave a mark you know in the sense of time as you when you're still alive the question i have
0: for you is this you're raising children who did not grow up the same way you did (laughs) and so who did not need the same tools you needed for survival to get to where you did how do you teach kids who grow up as my father's RMD <laughs> and I have all these things around me? How do you teach them to embody these same values that you got and you adopted under tough situations? And how do you give them tools for survival when all they've known is a life that you never knew
2: at their age? I, I get I get really frustrated sometimes <laughs> when 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 I'm dealing with them and let, letting them understand some of the values that I have. But again, I what I say to them is 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 have a synthesis. You know, have you you have the advantage of you know of 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 the world that that, that I come from, uh, having lived it, and you also have the advantage of today with all the technology and everything. So, um. Values are values. They don't change. The essential values of life don't change. Being nice or being helpful, being sensitive, being sensible, being uh, helpful uh, does does not is, is timeless. It it has nothing to do with generations. It is a basic rule of 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 life, and I try to make sure that they understand that. I I keep you know, chipping at them and, and and telling them that, you know, it doesn't matter what age you live in, uh, being on time has nothing to do with being old, <laughs> you know, yeah. being being uh sensible and being humble and being uh empathetic and 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 being strategic in everything that you do and, and being effective, you know, uh do, does not have anything to do with you know uh, being old or being young yeah. so uh i think for me the principles don't change i i i just tell them what i have to uh the exact way my my parents brought me up i try to, to to teach them same thing and uh, hopefully it's it, it's working <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah i i i i think t-
0: uh tim can comment uh on this. he's also raised young uh, kids um uh, it's funny what you said um I was fortunate to work with uh, for the convening of uh, former President Obama back in the day, and he used to say the biggest challenge for him is raising kids at a time like this, that how do you raise them to have the same values? And so for him, he considered a success if his daughters turned out to be kind and respectful and empathetic. But with all the advantages the kids have today, it's so difficult and challenging. To drive that message, Tim.
1: Well, I mean, I I think you said it, um, RMD. You talked about instilling values, um, and so it, it starts when they're young. I, I appreciate that what you what, what you said there. I, I want to touch on something that I've had a chance to look at. Um, your t- kind of the things that you've done and the successes that you've had, and I've read your Wikipedia page. It's not often I get to talk to somebody who has their own Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious to know, as you, as you became more successful, as you became more and more of a recognizable public figure, do you remember any intentional or conscious choices you made about your own leadership? There, there is a sense of responsibility, accountability that comes when you achieve that notoriety. So, what intentional things did you do about your own leadership and who you wanted to be as a leader? Tim, to be honest, it's a, it's a heavy burden. You know, in Nigeria, yeah. we
2: call it, in Nigeria, we call it being a role model. Yeah. Uh, I. So I will always go back to to how my mother, how what, how my so I'm my mother's child. I will always go back to what so the lessons that she taught me. She will always say to me to be humble. Now humility, humility. I I I I use it as an anchor to say that um, no matter how successful and recognizable I become, the the home in me. Will not change. Mm. So, mm. So, so there are people who will be very obtrusive in your face, and they will demand of your time and, and everything. It might be irritating sometimes because you're human, you might wake up on the wrong side of your bed someday and you just don't you just want to be alone. But you walk into an airport and people are close to you, they want to take pictures and all of that. And for for, for the for the most part. That is the highlight of their day. So when when I have that at the back of my mind, I always say it's a small price. It's a mm. small price, Richard, to pay for what you have become. If you are an icon, if you are a beacon of light to people, then when, when you step out and, the, and that light attracts them and they come to you, you must also have the presence of mind to keep being the leader that you are be attentive to everybody that comes it might be it might not be on the same scale for everybody that comes to you but you must be very intentional about still being the leader that you are the one that listens the one that is willing to hold a hand and 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 and, and, and give a shoulder to lean on for people who need who need it so for me it's having the presence of mind always Always having the presence of mind to 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 you know uh, not let fame get the better part of you because it can be really consuming sometimes when when you are, when you don't have the presence of mind. So I keep I stay grounded, you know, and and tell myself that you know this is for a, a, a bigger purpose. It is for me to be able to do it, to do more and accomplish more, and you know p- perhaps point people you know uh you know point people in the right direction to to become even bigger than i am so i have something there's something we say in nigeria when 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 people say to me oh when i grow up i want to be like you and i will stop them and i will say no you can't grow up and be like me you should grow up and be bigger and be more successful than me because if you are just like me then we haven't moved in the needle we haven't moved the envelope so you can't Say when you grow up, you want to be like me. You, you. When you grow up, you ten That's times. Good. Yeah. So it's it's something That's that good. I intentionally have to say to people all the time. Wow. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. You you um you 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 embody another leadership characteristic about mindfulness. You know, mindfulness is the heightened awareness of the present, and your deliberate intentionality to live in the present and really being aware. Um, is, is a is a great leadership characteristic that, that I know you well, It sounds like you demonstrate regularly. Thank you. Yeah, I like
0: that, I like that. Yeah, good. Uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, commentary you shared. So part of what we're getting from this is that leaders invest in other people, but also to the extent you can, leaders roots for others to do better. And as you said, if all they can be is get to the high level that you've gotten to, you don't feel you've done enough. The best place to get to is a little bit further than you, the leader. That's the goal the leaders should have for all this. That, that, that's, that's wonderful. I want to ask this uh, interesting question of you. As you know, uh, things don't always go the way we expect. Uh, Mike Tyson used to say, Every plan is a plan until everyone has a plan until they get punched in the nose. When uh, things don't go the way you expect, the team around, the the immediate team around the leader and others around the leader tend to be paying attention. They look to the leader for direction. They look to the leader for for just signs. Basically, they take their cue from their leader. How does RMD respond to things not going as planned a great plan has been put together but it just didn't work out how does rmd being conscious of his role as a leader being conscious that people are paying attention how does he respond to that
2: same thing others will do you know um tell everybody that hey we got it wrong this time. Maybe something, some, we didn't do something right. You know, we've got to go back. We've got to go back to the books and see what, what, what we can do. Um, something I just finished a, a movie production, my own movie production, and we had had a budget. We had planned everything. We spent months and months planning, and we had said we we're going to have a 14 day shoot with a, with a one day rest in between and so we started and when we went things of course you know things didn't go well as as, as, as we had planned but we we, we soldiered on and uh, at the end of the first uh seven days we took the break and the break was to let people you know reset and revive and we came back after the one day break and three days down the line um at the end of the, of the third day, my my team, my production team, came to me and said, uh, the team still looked tired. No, it doesn't look like the one-day rest uh, was okay. And, and they looked at me and it was an issue of budget and a lot more things because one day, um, a one-day production could cost us over 15% of the total budget. And they were looking at me and I had to make a call. And I said, so what do you guys think we should do? And they said, um, they think we should go on another day break. And I said, okay, let's go on a break. (laughs) You know, and they all rushed out and I said, yeah, you know, and they left. And and the next day I called them during the break and I said, you know, this is what is gonna cost all of us. And they said, you "No, know, they had thought about it, and uh, what they, they they couldn't just help but come to me to see if I, w- I was going to be willing to to lose all that money and all of that." And, and I did. For, so, so for me, that was a that was a a major decision that I that I had to take and I take take you know the the loss in in everything. So, so what that did for me again is. Telling the people that I work with that sometimes, sometimes you have to take one for the group or for the team. You have to bite the bullet. It might be really tough. It might cost you a lot of discomfort, but you have to. Now that is what a leader you know, you know, should 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 do. And um, when, I, when you put a team together, or when you call, when you call the people around you a team, then you have a responsibility to also hear their perspective. You have a responsibility to filter from them whatever it is that is coming from them and be able to show them that you will be, you, you, you will be responsible and, and and responsive to whatever it is that they are bringing to you as part of the team, because what it meant was that I had them committed for the rest of the production. That's right. yes, so yes, yes. it meant that if we needed extra hours, I have sacrificed. They now knew that they all also had to sacrifice because it reflected on the entire performance of that team from the beginning, from that, from the next time when we resumed. Energy was up, you know, productivity was up. Everybody was on a different level of respect for the the production. We had a team of almost 50-something people on this set. And just knowing that that we went over and beyond to make them have an extra day of rest made everybody feel like it was now their turn. To yeah. to to reciprocate that gesture that that mm-hmm. I did because it was it was a decision that was was painful but was necessary.
1: Yeah, so I'm hearing you talk about there were obviously, obviously there were short term losses. There was a cost involved to the decision, but you but you probably reaped a ton of long term benefits. That's right. That's right. I I, I did right
2: right 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 it. right after that day. You know it was. We, we sang we sang in you know until the end of the production and when the production ended it was a, such a high note that they they could have gone for 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 two more weeks if I if I asked them to you know uh uh you know and there is no way that I would do a film again and I'll call those people that they will all not drop everything they're doing come to because be- because one thing that is clear that we say to to, to people is that I will respect, you know, their, their, their mental health. I will respect their, their, their physical health. I will respect whatever it is that they're going through and respond, you know, in the way that will, will give them, you know, some kind of uh, succor. You began your life with a wonderful
0: love story. But sometime in 1996, you dealt with adversity and nothing anyone ever prays to deal with. What did that teach you about yourself? And what did you tell yourself? Obviously, you relied on your fate, but some people are hit with adversity and they are knocked out. What did you tell yourself, especially as a leader, that others were looking to that helped you take that next step forward?
2: It's... When 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 I reflect upon that period, um, how I how I coped, um, honestly, I, I don't know if there was any um, set uh, pattern or if there was any particular um, strategy or whatever that I had. I just knew that you, you mentioned it. I, my faith was was the rock upon which I leaned on. Um, you know, you I you don't question certain things in life. And and I didn't question it. I just I just kept uh hoping that you know it would lead it would lead me to some other thing. Um the one thing I did for sure was that I needed to um be engaged, you know, I needed to engage my mind uh to be distracted in a sense. Um, so I, I started, I, I went back to school. Um, I threw myself into something that they always, everybody around me wanted me to be the, the uh, team, I not know this, but if you are from where I come from, uh, every child is expected to, every family expects that there will be one lawyer in the family. So I went back to school and studied law uh which was a very difficult decision to make because law in nigeria is a very difficult course uh because it's it's very time consuming so for me it helped me to um to feel distracted uh enough and not not drown in 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 sorrow uh because it was the first one one year was really bad um I had to just pull myself out of all of that, you know, sorrow, and you know, get get into something more engaging, which was uh, going back to school, and and, and that sort of helped help me in, uh, you know, uh, beating my path back to, to you know, uh, to society <laughs> to, to be another to be um, a regular member of society again. So you found purpose. You
0: had you found purpose to yeah, help you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yes. Tim?
1: Well, I, I mean, I read this morning, um, and I didn't know that, by the way, about your culture and about, you know, the attorneys and families. So um, I, I appreciate learning that this morning. I read, I read today where it's not, this, it's not that a man is successful because he hasn't experienced failure. It's how he responds to that and how he responds to the adversity. And right. it, again, you've just, you've just really highlighted, highlighted that. Is that something, you know, once again, I'm, I'm always interested in the, the deliberateness of leadership. And, and I would imagine just the way you describe that is that you needed to find something that took that your mind off of it. So it says to me that you've made a lot of deliberate choices in your lifetime, a lot of deliberate choices that have been purposeful, that have led you to higher degrees of—I I don't want to just say success, but it sounds like you've had a—it uh, sounds like you've had a delightful journey. And I'm wondering if you might be able to talk a little bit about that. People get so focused on the end result that they miss every day. What What are your thoughts about that?
2: I to use your words. I I admit that I've had a delightful journey. Um, so I was, I was sure when I was 18 or uh, not, when I was, yeah, but even before I, I became 18, I was very sure that all I wanted to do in my life was be on television. I, the minute I, as a child, I encountered television, I knew that I wanted to be one of the people not watching the, the, the people in the box, but be one of the people in the box. So as a child, I was completely fascinated. You know, I would run away from the house and, and go watch, you know, old Westerns with John Wayne and the Family catch right and all of that. And I just wanted to be one of those guys. And so when it was time to go to university, it was always clear to me that I was going to study theater. Um, in 1980, in Nigeria, standing in front of your parents and saying that you wanted to be an actor was like, you know, inviting wrath, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on yourself. But it, I, I I stood my ground and I told my mom that my mom was not very uh, educated. Uh, she didn't know what going to school to study theater uh, meant, but she knew what going to school to study medicine or law or engineering, <laughs> the only three courses they would allow uh, men. And she, she, I looked up at her, and I said to her at that time that uh, because she was crying, I was crying, <laughs> and <laughs> she just kept begging me, "Why can't you just go study this law that everybody wants you to study?" And I said to her, "Because you will see me on television, <laughs> and because television wasn't uh, wasn't something that just anybody would be seen in." Uh, she understood that if I could, if her son could be on television or would be on television, then he, whatever he says he was going to study was important, and that was how I got got her blessing to, to go study theater. And here we are today, you know. So <laughs> I, I I I I I decided very early that this was what I was going to do. It was going to be painful. People are going to disregard me and look at me like I was in a serious person, and that did happen for the longest time. But I was lucky that two years in in the university, I I, I was on television, and she she lived a life as a celebrated woman until she passed. Because you know people will see her and say, "Oh, that's the woman whose child is on television." Um, when I when I when I finished. Uh, university and came and went to Lagos to start leaving. I was also very deliberate. I said, I wasn't going to pander. I wasn't going to just do anything that is not related to finally finding myself on television. So things I did always had to do with communications. You know, if I was not on, on stage, I was doing, you know, uh, uh things that had to do with advertising or mass communication or journalism. And so I just kept hopping between these professions that led um, um, that led, you know, pointed one way or the other to, to, to the theater. When I went to study law, it was obvious that I was going to, you know, specialize in, you know, uh, um, IP-related issues. So everything about my law is always, was always about, you know, uh, rights of, of the performer, of the musician, of the writer. You know, so I've always decided at every point in time that this is what I'm going to do, and and those decisions have actually availed me um, and and, and given me the life that I live today. Because if I were to if I was to respond to economics, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy today. I wouldn't be where I am today because I had colleagues who who gave up. You know, and said, you know, the life of an actor wasn't for them, or the life of uh, a, a struggling filmmaker wasn't for them, and most of them went into banking and went into the oil and gas industry and all of that. But, uh, but I, I held my ground and I said, this is this is the only thing that gave me joy, and I wasn't going to. I might not make money, but you know, the joy that I have, you know, uh, cannot be quantified in terms of or measured in terms of money. And the the thing that came to mind as uh, as RMD was
0: talking was that stick-to-it attitude, never give up. This is what I want to do. Um, The great writer in the 19th century E.W. Kenyon used to say, anytime you see a successful person and you came to them and asked, how did you get to that place? One of the consistent responses he got was, I kept at it. So I I want to follow up on that and ask you, how how has it been for you? What do you tell yourself? How do you prepare yourself for the idea that this is a long haul? Everything is not going to come with instant gratification. How do you prepare yourself for that? And what message do you have for the people you influence? As a leader, uh, the people you influence are not just those walking around you. Obviously, uh, in your case, there are those watching you on TV. You are changing their thoughts. You are changing their emotions. You are making them feel, "I want to be like him." But then they go try these things, and they've not become RMD overnight. What do you tell them from your experience that will help them?
2: Okay, so one of the things I, I, I that I have done for myself also is that. I don't use the word success you know very lightly i don't uh, when so when i speak to younger people especially younger actors i always say to them that if you're looking for success if you are looking for success you're probably in the wrong wrong workshop <laughs> you know you're probably listening to the wrong person because i don't think that i am successful so in a sense always i have always thought that i'm just on a journey that so success for me is not that i'm not successful it's not a destination i love my work Mm. so i teach love for craft Mm. because if you have passion or love for what you do everything else that comes to you is a bonus Mm. That's what I teach. So if you don't love what you're doing, you have no business being in it. Mm. So mm. economics has always never played a part in what I do. Now, valuing, valuing the thing that I do or putting a price on the thing I do becomes a different conversation mm. because you can be sure that whatever I'm going to put on the table is going to come with passion and everything that I know that will help me to deliver what it is that I deliver. I will deliver it. Now, if you want to pay me for it, then I will ask for the best prize ever that you can pay because of the evaluation that I put on the work that I do. So it's, it's a sort of a reverse loop where I say, I am not successful, but I'm a damn good performer. And I will perform, I, 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 I perform always at the up, you know, at, 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 at the highest level. And I will bring professionalism, I'll bring everything that you can okay, everything in the superlative term, I'll bring to the table. So I expect that if you're coming to that table as well, you will bring the best that you have, you know. So so what I teach or what I tell people. Is that you must perform at the highest level. All your deliverables must be over and beyond. That way, anybody that is coming to match it will come with their own best, you know, uh, a game. So bring your a game all the time. I bring my a game all the time, and when there is a convergence, then everybody wins. You know.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if that. Uh, answers yes, your
0: thank question. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: it it does it does answer the question only because it's the most animated and uh, that you have become throughout our entire conversation. So, leadership is is I say leadership is about your character. You don't you don't wake up in the morning and put on a leadership hat and suddenly mm-hmm. you're you you become a leader. You're a leader because of it's who you are, it's your character um i'm curious to know what what are your thoughts about that I, obviously you've demonstrated a lot of that but i'd love to hear your thinking i am i am
2: in line with you i'm in agreement total agreement with you it's about character you know um you you, you don't put it on it's something that is it's it, that's why i kept going back to how i was born and raised mm-hmm. you know so so all the all the things that all the all the all the all those elements that are that are in your character, you know, being respectful, being empathetic, being strategic in your thinking, being being uh, uh, resourceful, you know, having the right people, right team around you, and all of that. All those effective habits of leadership that you talk about—it's they have to be intrinsic in you. It, it has to be something that is in you. It, it is what characterizes you. What defines you. And so the application of all of that, you know, and how effective you deploy that becomes, you know, uh, how you'll be rated uh, as a leader. But but the, the, there will be no argument about the fact that you have the leadership, uh, you know, qualities inside of you. Uh, sometimes in the deployment of it, in 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 with in the interaction with 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 people. You might fall short in certain areas but you will never be lacking in terms of just being you know uh, characterized uh, uh, by, by those qualities
0: wow 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 Wow! Well, th- thank you for that answer thank you for that answer i um i wanted to follow up with this question about what we represent as a leader you stand for something as a leader there's, uh, I've always felt like a leader communicates their values through their actions, their words and actions. Like The first part of my question for you is, what is RMD communicating? What has RMD decided over time? He wants to communicate through the choices he makes, through the, uh, the things he does on a regular basis. There's an overarching message. He wants the people that follow him, the people that watch him to get what's that message. Quality
2: and
1: integrity.
0: I recall a few years ago, um, you had to speak up. There was the the police brutality incident going on in, in Nigeria, and you stood up to say something. That's not always a popular thing for an actor trying to get paid. Because when you speak against the authorities, that comes with its own cost. What's your thinking when you make those kinds of decisions?
2: It's 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 simple. Um... When when there is wrong, whatever what is wrong in society is what is wrong in society. And and if you are in a position of leadership, or if you are if you are in a position of leadership, you should be able to say, you know, people are looking at you, and people are sometimes looking for directions from you. So you should be able to say, you know, uh, what 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 the truth is. And and that was what that time was. I had to, I had to, you know, step up and say, "Yeah, this is wrong," you know, and uh, the, the, the government needs to do something about it. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal to do that anyway. Like I always say, you know, we all have a responsibility, you know, to our society, and if if you if 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 you if you don't speak up. Then you know you 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 cannot now turn around and call yourself a leader, you know, um, because when when you, when those moments pass and you and you step up, you know, to speak, nobody's going to listen to you, you know. Um, integrity is very important. The people when you when in, when you drop a name or you, when you mention a name, uh, what do people see? Uh, the reason why I said earlier on the uh, quality and integrity is because of the kind of work I do. Uh, if people see my movies, they, they, they sh- there's one thing that they can be guaranteed of is the fact that you know some work would have gone into it. You know, so uh, people will say, oh, if Richard is in a film, that means you know uh, the film must have some redemptive quality because he he wouldn't he wouldn't just you know be in any film you know so so that is important you you don't you don't mess with that so it, it's like me i adore Desiree washington you know uh, on and off screen and so if i see him in a movie for me what what that speaks to me immediately is that oh this he 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 doesn't just appear in any movie you know, he would have thought about it and I can trust his judgment. So people also trust my judgment when I when they see me in movies. So I, I have to make sure that, that I don't mess with that. So that's why, you know, people want good quality. So it's like becoming the, the manufacturer of a product. You know, you see the product, you can buy it and, and you know, in the dark, put it in your mouth and, and ingest it because you know that that product must have gone through the best quality control that, that 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 is possible in the land so uh that was what informed my you know you know my, my is is my, that is
0: is that consistent with um you're making the choice to go work in government i don't know too many actors who go to work in
2: government how did that come about
0: why well, to your um
2: it was um, it was it was part of it came out of what I was doing. Uh, um, I was worried about um, my little town where I was born and bred, Worry, and I was doing a comedy show um, uh, called Made in Worry, where I I was I was giving younger you know uh, comedians and musicians and actors, you know dancers and singers, people in the creative uh, the creative uh, arts uh, a chance to. You know come you know come to 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 the limelight i was doing that and the government at the time felt that it, it was in line with their objective because um was being given a bad rep as a, as a place where um people were uh, the, as a place where you, you know you, you go you get robbed and and all kinds of things you have negative things were happening and i was invited uh you know to come to government to to see if i could i could do that and when i got into government the first thing i saw was the potential for good you know the, the it's 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 uh it's amazing when you get into government how much good you can do that you can see i, I, I guess that is what uh leaves most people's good leaders into it um what, how they do it, and what they do when they are there becomes another issue completely because we, everything gets politicized in the process. But um, I did my bit. What I got got in there, and uh, entertainment was 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 brought into the fore. It it became for the eight years of our of our government, we were known, you know, for 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 how much we 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 put into entertainment and and brought people in there. It became like a a sort of mecca for for the creatives. It still is until date, and I'm very proud of that uh, legacy uh, today. That's great. So
0: yeah, so yeah, I I guess our final question as we come to the end of this exciting exercise day, talking about leadership, we'll just ask you one more question. Uh, When all of this is over, RMD, what value, what's the most important thing you want people to remember about you?
2: Oh, it's, uh, I've been asked that question a lot of times, and I always draw it blank. But I, I, I guess, you know, uh, because I'm an actor, they will say, he came, he saw, and he
0: conquered. So thank you so much, Richard. Uh, we've had a delightful time with you today. Thank you for taking the time to spend with us and share some of your insights. Uh, thank you for making the sacrifice to come be with Leadership
1: Insights today.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: Em? And thank you as well, um, RMD. It was, it was great to meet you, and this was a great conversation. I appreciate your time so much. Thanks all all for the opportunity.
0: Thank you, Tim, for joining me. Again, thank you, Richard. Mofei Damijo has been our guest today. Thank you for embarking on this journey with us at the Leadership Insights Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's guest and conversation as we enjoyed bringing it to you. Remember, as leaders, if we're not learning, we're not growing. Special shout out to our executive producer Erin Hayes. You may reach us at newhorizonsbp.com. Twitter handle at Sol Globe. Until next time, I'm your host and fellow adventurer in leadership, Dr. Saul.